Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. Did you know this podcast has been made possible by the generous support of listeners just like you? Become a Faith Mama supporter today by going to anchor.fm forward slash Faith Mamas and click support. Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Faith Mamas podcast. We're so excited to have you join us for this episode, and we're going to dig into some really good stuff today. But right now, I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Dominique, who's going to talk a little bit more about our topic. Yes, we are so excited to be discussing a topic that I've actually had a chance to talk with many Faith Mamas about, and it's what does faith really look like in the middle of a difficult season? What does faith look like when you have a chronic health condition and your body is in so much pain that you cry every night? What does faith look like when you're in the midst of a more bills than money season? And what does faith look like when it just feels like everything is crumbling around you? We are so fortunate to have Jackie Smith-Bell from the At Home with Jackie podcast. She's an amazing speaker, writer, podcaster. She's so wise. Let me tell y'all. Hold on. Wait. First, let me just tell y'all about Jackie. I might call her Miss Jackie because she just has spoken into my life. I met her a few months ago, and I'm telling you, she has so much wisdom. When she calls my phone, I answer, like, on the second ring or before because she has so much wisdom. And we have her on the podcast, y'all. I'm so excited. So welcome, Miss Jackie. Hi, Faith Mamas. I am actually so excited to be here. I can't think of a better place that God has pushed me towards than the place where I am right now. So I'm super excited to be here and I'm honored for the privilege of just speaking into the lives of women moms. That's, I believe that's just my call to life. And so I'm honored to answer it. Well, we are so excited and honored that you are here. And before we dig in with Jackie and really um, get into this topic. You know what I got to do. I got to throw it over to my sister Janice and we've got to do this mom life roll call. So Janice, what you got for us? So before we get into this week's mom life moment, let me share with everyone exactly what this portion of our show is about. So the mom life roll call is the portion where we share stories about motherhood. They can be embarrassing moments. They may be proud mommy moments. Most of the time they are the why mommy moments. Why is this happening to me? I just had one a second ago while we were recording, by the way. So we normally pull these from the Faith Mamas Virtual Village. You ladies share some amazing moments with us. Keep sharing. Um, I'm, I'm going to give my own this week, but keep sharing because you just never know when we go out there and your, your moments just help to highlight our show. Um, but let me tell you guys what happened to me this morning. So this normally in the mornings, I'm getting my daughter ready for school. I'm running like a mad woman up and down the stairs, trying to put stuff in the car, trying to get her, not trying to forget if it's book day or puzzle day or ball day, all these days that they give us. 
And so I'm, my hands are full. I'm running everything to the car and London's downstairs and she wants chocolate milk. And I said, okay, well, let me pack the car first and then I'll get your chocolate milk and we'll go. So I go outside, put the stuff in the car and I walk in and she's not by the steps. And I'm like, where is she at? Because normally she'll hide or do something. So she comes out of the kitchen holding a little chocolate milk. She said, mommy, I decided to get this for you because I just wanted to help you out. You had so much going on. Aww. At that moment, so I almost sweet. fell to my knees because I know that the Lord hears prayer. Because I said, Jesus, I need some help. <laughs> and so for her to recognize, and the interesting thing is I wasn't frantic. I was just doing my normal routine. And she just took it upon her little self, her little five-year-old body. That was the Holy Spirit. You know that portion of the scripture where Jesus is talking to, um, who's he talking to? Peter, I believe. Did I get it right? I think it's Peter where he told him that flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Mm-hmm. Flesh and blood did not reveal to my child that her mama needed help. That was the Holy Spirit. And I'm forever <laughs> eternally grateful that she Amen. knew to help me out. So Amen. for those moments where you think, are they ever going to help? Are they ever going to realize what I do? I am a witness. They will at the age of five. <laughs> Amen. That's so sweet. It That's was so awesome. sweet. That it was awesome. I even had to go buy her a toy. I know what the Lord feels like when we do stuff. I said, oh, girl, what you want me to buy you today? Name mommy's whole morning. That's mom life. Yay. It gets so better. Sweet. Yay, London. Yes. London listens to this show years later when she becomes a mom. We are cheering for you, London, at age five of all the awesomeness that you just did. So. Yay, London. Yes. Mommy liberation. That's freedom. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, before we start this amazing interview that we are about to get into, let's hear a few messages from our amazing sponsors. Where are my mompreneurs at? I have to tell you about AMW Marketing and Design. They are a boutique branding, web design, and marketing consulting firm in the D.C. area that specializes in beautiful brands and websites that convert site visitors into clients for female service-based business owners. Book a complimentary brand discovery call today at www.marketwithamw.com. Are you bold about your faith? Well, you have to check out Awake Christian Clothing for trailblazing Christian apparel, including their prayer works, watch and pray designs, and so much more. Order today at www.awakechristianclothing.com. Are you ready to study the Bible a little bit more than you did yesterday? Are you ready to dig in with some great tools and resources? Well, make sure you check out the Faith Mama's Power Packs. They are jam-packed with devotionals, reflection questions, all to help you study the Bible. All right, so make sure you check them out at www.faithmamas.org forward slash shop. All right, and we are back. Um, We have some awesome sponsors, so I'm so glad you got a chance to hear from them. But now we are getting ready to talk to Jackie, and I am so excited about what's about to happen. So if you haven't already, make sure you're in a comfortable spot or, you know, that you you got your, uh, you can hear well, whatever it is, because this is going to be amazing. I just know it will. Um, so I'm going to start out with the first question, and I'm just so excited to hear and to dig in and to ask these questions. 
So Jackie, my first question to you today is if you could tell us a little bit about your testimony, your story, and maybe some of the things that have gone on in your life where maybe they were like storms, but you saw God's hand even in the midst of it. We just want to hear a little bit more about you. Oftentimes, whenever I hear the word storm, I actually see it from um, the perspective that we know what storms look like. Um, there is a weather forecast. It tells us the severity of it. It tells us how we can hunker down and keep ourselves safe. Um, it tells us how to prepare, what things we need to last through the storm in case uh, everything breaks down. Um, so when we hear storms uh, in the natural, we actually have a safe house as to how we will get out of the storm. But oftentimes when we are in the storm in our physical being, we forget that there is a weather forecast mm. that God has given us as to how we can handle the storm and not only handle it, but get out of it. And that's the word of God. And so many times in my life, um, just like in the natural storm, um, we panic. And so oftentimes in my life, I have panicked uh, in the midst of physical cha challenges, in the midst of marital challenges, in the midst of motherhood challenges, and even in the midst of ministry challenges. I have forgotten the weather forecast of preparation. And so um, um, personally, I've gone through several of those storms, like what I just said, um, but the main thing that I've anchored myself in during the storm is my faith. About six years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. It wasn't a full diagnosis. It was a, um, a probability that if this did not get handled at this point in time, it would be more severe. So I actually was diagnosed at the onset of the sale actually being there, but non-productive at that point. And so I actually took a unorthodox um, method of prevention, one that most people wouldn't travel down, but because of my doctor's instructions and my faith, I chose to do it. Uh, and I tell people I was a little bit um, like uh, at the point where I said, God, if you don't do it, I don't know who, could, who can. And that took faith. But not only was I on the brink of the diagnosis, I was also in another part of the storm where my marriage was challenged, um, my finances were challenged, and all of this was coming at the same time. It really just took faith. It really took faith. Um, and I had to, I didn't necessarily know what it looked like, what faith looked like. All I knew is that if I had a small amount of it, uh, according to the word of God, that I would get through it. And so I'm here today uh, as a testament of faith that storms are not necessarily sent to you for you to be devastated over. It's just for you to draw from the power of God's word and trust him that you're going to come out. Yeah, but, you know, I, I think your question when you said what the storms look like, I'm always brought back to the point to where Jesus and his disciples, they were in the midst of the storm. And the first thing that he, he said before they got out in the midst of the storm, he invited them. 
sometimes our storms are by invitation. And in that invitation, what, what Jesus said to the disciples, he said, come, let's go to the other side. Now, when he said, let's go to the other side, he didn't say that you're going to drown while we're going. God himself knew that the storm was coming, but yet Jesus invited the disciples to go to the other side. Anytime when you're invited into the storm, your mind, your faith has to believe that you're coming out. The invitation says that you're going. Jesus says we're coming out. He doesn't invite you to anything that he can't win. And so that's what we have to understand when we're going through storms. It's an invitation. Actually, it's an open airway for God to reveal his awesomeness in our lives. But I think um, so oftentimes, especially when we're going through health challenges, the first thing we want to say is, why me? You know, why is my body racking with pain? I've done everything that I was supposed to do. I ate right. Um, I I, I took my medicine and still yet I'm in pain Um, or still yet I'm I'm going through these treatments. But um, for me, or it wasn't like this, but for some of of the women that um, I was going through treatments with, all of their hair was falling out. So it didn't look like they were being healed. But at the same time, there was a healing that was happening that was far from the eye. And, and, and so when we talk about faith, I think as, as Christians, we're, our appetite is, is so ferocious in seeing something happen instantly that we miss what God is doing. Jackie, I have a question. You said something so interesting. You said that you didn't know what faith looked like in that stormy season of your life but you knew if you had a, a, just a little bit like the bible says it that you would be able to get through it what were some of the like i guess practical things that you did to to demonstrate that little bit of faith that you have okay and so when you say practical that's funny because i did everything that was unorthodox um, <laughs> the word of god says it takes the foolish thing to confound the wise So I did everything that was foolish. Everything that would not be my norm is what I Mm. did. Mm. Because normally I would panic. Normally I would panic. But at that time, at that season, God specifically told me, don't do what you always do. Because oftentimes it's just like when we tell our children, whatever you're doing and it works for you, keep doing. But if you're doing it and it never works, stop it. I realized panic never worked for me. But in this season, I couldn't do what was practical to me. I had to do what was abnormal. Mm -hmm. So I didn't tell everybody. There were only seven people who knew what I was going through. And I, I, I said, you know, it wasn't like I sought after seven people, but it was just, just seven people who fell into my life during that season. And those were the people that I confided in. Those were the people who prayed with me. Those were the people whenever I couldn't find the strength for the, the scriptures to come to my mind. Those were the people that out of the blue, they would 
call me or text me and give me scriptures to cling to. It was seven. And, and I realized that it was seven because seven being the number of completion, completion. Um, mm-hmm. God was trying to do a complete work mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. Um, because in, in that instance, I was living off of, I, I want to say, I was that person who never completed a task. I was that person that would go halfway and whatever that halfway margin was, if it felt good, that's where I stopped at. But during this season, God wanted to come full circle with me. And he knew that I couldn't reach the places where he wanted to take me halfway. So the people that were in my life, they were seasoned people. And some of them actually weren't even Christians. Uh, two of um, two of them were not Christians, but they were like the Peters in my life. They knew how to cut down, cut off ears and, and tell me like it really was and just say, hey, girl, you need to do this. You need to get yourself up out of this slump because, wait a minute, aren't you the one? You know, aren't you the one that says, um, you know, God can do the impossible, you know, and so. Sometimes who you cling to is not necessarily who you go to church with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, there, there, there was nothing practical about it. It was all unorthodox. And so what I did, I, um, I took everything that God gave me and I walked by faith. I mean, I, I don't even really know how to explain it. I can't even tell you what it looked like, because if you were looking at me, you would say, you you could just say I was done um, because it didn't look like the normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we have to do uh, in this faith walk. We have to stop looking at what it looks like because we all, at that time, we have, um, how can I say, we have preconceived notions and um, God has already told us that we can't see it. And so if we're um, if we're looking to see it, we, we'll miss it. As you were saying that you did the, in, you know, the unpractical, all the things that took you outside of like your comfort zone. I was just reflecting on like, how isn't that just like the character of God when we're like going through something for him to, to stretch us and grow us in that way to do things that you're not used to doing to really, truly get you to see where he's trying to get you to go. And when you said that, it just, it kind of all like, it, it made so much sense to me. So that you answered that beautifully. Thank you. It was so awesome. I was thinking about when, when you were talking, Jackie, I was thinking about uh, Jesus on the boat in the middle of the storm and he was sleeping. And, you know, that was like, not practical, <laughs> a little unorthodox. Like when we see a storm, we like, Let's put the boards up on the windows. Let's do, I mean, they're on a boat, so there was really no windows. But you get what I'm saying. They're like, you're usually preparing and preparing for the worst. And he's sitting there asleep. And, you know, it makes me think that sometimes in order to, if we look at lives and other people's lives or our own life, like you said, look at our own life. If we want something different than we've had in the past, we have to do something different than we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And if panicking doesn't work, like on that boat with Jesus, Panicking wasn't getting them anywhere, but Jesus was asleep and he was cool. Um, so sometimes we do have to do those things that just are different and a little weird. <laughs> so that is so awesome. And you mentioned um, peace, Dominique. And I'm, I was thinking about um, in John 16 and 33, 
Jesus actually um, gave a warning. He says, I've said these things to you that in, in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulations, which means he already said that we're going to have storms. He says, but I need you to take heart because I have overcome the world. And so a lot of times I think that we can't take heart in the midst of our storms because we've lost hope. And the storm is not, the storm is actually only a symptom for you to anchor your trust in God's strength. And so we see the storm as devastation instead of seeing that God is actually trying to show us what he's doing. And so that's oftentimes why we, we don't have peace is because we can't, we, we begin to put um, God on trial in the midst of our trouble. We begin to ask him questions like, why? You know, what did I do? Or when will you come through? Because the first thing, even in the boat story, they ask him, it's like, why are you sleeping? Don't you see the storm? They begin to put Jesus on trial in the midst of their trouble. And so when we're going through trouble, we can't put God on trial as if he doesn't know what he's doing. He's already aware of the storm. And again, he has an invitation to bring you out. Because the first thing that um, Jesus did when he got over on the other side, he said, where's your faith? You know, as if to say, am I not the same God? Am I not the same person who invited you here? And I said, let's go to the other side. I never said you were going to drown. I just said, come on, let's go. And so we have to understand what the invitation of the storm actually means, whether we know that it's coming or whether we're in the midst of it. Sometimes our, our storms come based on ourselves. Sometimes they come based on other people. But the thing that we should anchor our hopes in is that we're coming out. This has me messed up on so many levels. It confirms so much because this past week, I literally finished, just finished a book. It's called Unlocking the Mystery of Divine Healing. It's by a gentleman named Tony Myers. And you said a whole lot that he has in his book. One, he talked about when you're dealing with situations that have a very small circle, because sometimes we want to blast things out. Then we have to be very careful about who we surround ourselves with. And so he mentioned something very similar to that. The second thing, you said a whole lot that he said, so, but it makes sense because it's coming from the Holy Spirit, so it's confirmation. But he talked about hope, and he explained hope, and he made, in the book, he makes you replace the word hope with expectation. And what mm-hmm. you're saying is that Jesus told them to, we're going to get on this boat, but expect, no, we're, we're getting on because we're going to the other side. There's an expectation. There was no other expectation in anything that he said outside of we're getting on this boat and we're going on to the other side. That's the hope. And so I'm listening to you and I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm listening to this book out loud that I was just reading. Like I literally just finished it um, today. Um, but you said uh, something that you said a lot. My goodness. But the part I want to get in on is the fact that you said your, your circle, everyone in your circle, they were not Christians. And I'm so glad you said it because I feel God is so strategic because he will even use what we deal with to minister to people that um, may not believe the way 
we do. And he will even use whoever he needs to, to even help administer to us. So I'm glad you said that so that we don't, sometimes I know as believers, we kind of confine ourselves, confine ourselves in this little hole. And it's like, oh, they don't know all 66 books of the Bible and they don't pray. And I'm not suggesting, you know, that you go too far outside, but I love the fact that you said it because God's heart is after everyone. Mm-hmm. So you saying that it's just like such confirmation and it goes with the whole, like you said, unorthodox and just the way things are, because sometimes we, we block ourselves off from like the bigger picture of what God really wants to do. Those are my comments. Let me get to my question. You said so much. I just want to talk. I just want to say so much. You're so good. So good. So you mentioned the fact in this scripture that, you know, Jesus told them to come. And even what you were saying, we'll, we'll go through things. And But there's a word that he spoke. For people who may not know, they'll be like, well, how do I know what Jesus is saying to me? How do I know what he wants me to do in this situation? I know some people feel that they may have caused things on themselves. So they feel that Jesus wants them to sit into, in their mess. Like, how does the person know what Jesus is saying to them in their storm? Like, how do they know the, what his voice sounds like? Like, how do they identify that? Because there's so many voices, I'm sure, coming your way. How did you identify that? I've never been, you know, I know many people say God told me, Jesus told me. Um, I've never been that person. Um, I've, I've actually said that um, if, if I never hear the audible sound of God, I've already seen the written word of God. And so I think because my faith was so rooted in the word of God, that it wasn't necessarily what I heard audibly. It's what I saw that was written that I clung to whenever I needed to hear the voice. Because sometimes the the voice print of God can be distorted in the storm. And so if your sound box or the strength that you're pulling from is distorted. The main thing is that you need to be able to have vision enough to see the word of God. So oftentimes in the storm, your vision is blurred. Just like if you're in your car driving and there's a storm coming, the first thing you do is put on your windshield wipers because you've got to be able to see. Well, the same thing is when you're in the midst of your own private storm and you're going through things, your vision is blurred. And and literally. And so you have to just say, God, show me in your word so I can get clarity. I look for clarity in the word of God. Um, And and there was some some things that he did, like point me toward that I knew that these were ordered steps. And and it was some things that just came in my lap. Um, For instance, one of my seven people was a person that I hadn't talked to in over 20 years. She was maybe more than 20 years. She actually was the reason why I came back to um, my walk with Christ in my early 20s. I had been saved whenever I was a young girl, a teenager, but um, I went in the military and I just started living a good life. You know, I just started doing things because it was fun and whatever. But she was a Christian and she would all the time saying, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But um, that's a whole nother story. But whenever I was going through this, I, I, I got off Facebook. I got off all social media sites and um, I happened to get on this particular day and she had a post that she was sharing. And it was um, actually about something that I was going through. 
in my marriage at the same time that I'm going through this sickness. And I just reached out to her um, by message. And I says, hey, it's been years, but I want to talk to you. And ended up sharing with her um, what I was going through in my health as well as in my marriage. And she said some things to me. And I realized at that point, she was a person that I needed to confide in. She was the person that I needed to, her to come along this journey with me. And so it, it wasn't necessarily, again, the audible part. It was about me being obedient and willing. Sometimes I think when we're going through storms, we don't understand that storms actually come to strip away some things that need to be gone. Um, I was very closed with anything that went on in my life. I was closed. I didn't like to share it. I love to dress up things and then come back home and, and take it all off and, 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 and sulk about it. And so at this point in time, this was an area where God had me to expose myself in ways that I wouldn't have ordinarily done. But I, what I saw is whenever I let go of what I had, God showed me how he was able to hold on to what he had. And that's, that's me. What we don't realize most of the time is that we are part of the gift of God. And sometimes we devalue the gift that we are based on the trials that we're in. And so I thought my trials meant that I had no value. Um, because in the natural, that's what it felt like. I felt like I was just stripped of everything. Okay, now my health. Um, now things in my marriage, um, now things in my motherhood, you're taking everything from me, God. And so what he was showing me was that I'm not taking anything from you. If anything, I'm adding to you. The Jackie that you see now was not the Jackie six years ago. She would have never stepped out in, in faith. She would have never talked about faith in this manner, but I had to go through some things to show you that this is what faith looks like. Faith doesn't look like what you think it is. Most of the times when you see people up on platforms, they've been through some things to be able to show you that you can get through it. Job's problems weren't brought to him because um, he, he deserved them. They were brought to him because God suggested to the enemy, have you considered? God has confidence in you when you're going through trials. But most of the times we don't have the courage to take his confidence. I could throw a mic. If I had a mic right now, I would throw it right across the room because <laughs> that last part right there. Mm. Yeah. I think, we all, I think we all did the same thing. <laughs> we yeah, I, was all like, I was like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. Yeah, good. And yeah, that, that was a serious, like, when I say word of knowledge, that's going to hit somebody hard. They're going to be like, God has confidence in me. Mm. Mm. I need to hear that. That's so good. Mm. Yeah, this is, this is so good. So I'm, I'm going to ask this question and I'm going to throw it out there. Um, so I'm just thinking about the mom that's listening to this and, you know, she prayed for her loved one and they still died and she 
You know, I'm thinking about the mom who, you know, prayed and, and, and believed God for her marriage and it still ended in divorce. And I'm thinking about the mom, you know, who, you know, she is like, I'm believing God for my body to be healed, but it's been 20 years and it's still in the same condition. Like, how do you continue to move from a place of hope and expectation in God when some of the things that you felt like you really believed him on, it just felt like it just shattered? Where do they, what are, what is your advice or thoughts for them? Um, when the things they expected, the other, the, the way they expected the other side to look didn't look the way they thought it would. I think if I had to answer that question again, it would just be rooted in faith because nothing looks like what we think it's going to look like. Um, I know um, when you say praying for someone, um, trying to muster up the faith um, because your desire is for your loved one to live. Um, I'm coming up on uh, next month, as a matter of fact, um, my sweet mother will be uh, in heaven for a year. She passed on March 26th of last year. My mom was everything to me. Um, my mom was the individual in my life that um, she gave me courage where I didn't have uh, strength to believe, to be brave. Um, she was the person that um, in, in, in every aspect of my life, she was awesome. Um, my mom gave birth to me at 42 uh, at a time when women really weren't having children at that age, but she was the individual that said when she gave birth to me, I was the seventh. Again, here's that seventh, seventh number. Uh, she said she wanted me. I had six siblings. She wanted everybody, but she planned for me. And so I was, I was my mama's baby. And uh, she was 90 when she passed. Um, I never knew my mom's age until she was 70. I thought she was the same age as my peers. Beautiful woman, not a wrinkle on her face, just beautiful. And so when she, when she uh, had a, stroke, I was just thinking my mom's coming out because she's superwoman. But within 72 hours, she was gone. In those 72 hours, I probably prayed at least 69 of them that she would not be taken away. And I felt like my prayers would reach God to the point to where he would hear them, not only hear them, he would change his mind. So oftentimes when we are praying, we're looking for healing, but we don't understand that healing happens either way. Healing happens if a person is here with us, and healing will happen if a person is with God. Our way is that they stay with us. God's way is that they reside with him. But we want our way to come first. But then when we take ourselves out of it and we say, God, your will is what's best for me. It's good for us to sing it, but we have to actually tuck it away in our heart and know our words are true. 
God's will is what's best for us because there's nothing that's good that he'll withhold from us. Scripture tells us that nothing good will be withheld from you. So sometimes when we're looking at a sickness and we feel like that it's a bad situation or somebody going away is a bad situation, well, the word of God says, I'll take something bad and make it into good. If we understand the word of God, there's always a celebration of the good things that he's doing. And so with my mom, I had to begin to celebrate even in my tears because God didn't heal her this side of heaven. But I understood that whenever she took her last breath, she was healed. And because of my love for her, why would I want to rob her of something that I'm living on this earth to get to? And so I think when it comes to grief, that's how you have to look at it. But now it's not sandwiched in your belief in the beginning. You put God on trial. You ask him why. Because you look, you may look at your peers and over on the other side, their mom had a stroke and she's walking around talking and outside playing with the grandkids. And you say, why not me? You know, so it's like you have to really know that, you know, God's going to heal them here or he's going to heal them there. I I love that you said healing happens either way, like on this side of heaven, like in the earthly realm. Or, you know, if God, if it's God's will to call someone home, it happens in the heavenly realm with him. And it also kind of made me think of like, when you're still living your journey here on earth, like you may go through that season of grief, grief, but your healing is going to come too. The, mm-hmm. the, the more you stand in your faith, the more that you are, your heart draws closer to him and you root yourself in, you know, scripture and the word of God and, and just drawing closer and closer to him. Like your healing comes too. So like whether it's here or there, it, like God works in, in, in such like full circle ways that your healing is going to happen too. Like that's so beautiful. Mm. Mm. When you're going through um, grief moments, grief is not just <clears throat> from the standpoint of death. We grieve over things that are in our personal lives, whether it's a job that we've lost, a friendship that we've lost, or um, finances that we can't find. There is a portion of grief um, um, distinctions that we follow through um, because it's like we're we're in mourning over our situation, and um, it grips our heart in a way that we can't explain it. Um, we cry about it a lot, um, whether it's a friendship or financial situation or whatever hardship that we're facing, we're actually grieving because there's a loss, there's a void, there's a emptiness within us. Um, in the same respect that we grieve a person who has gone on to be with the Lord in heaven, we, we miss that. We miss that connection, um, that puts us closer to our happy place. Um, but what I understand is that there are moments of, of, of grief that even with my mom, I'm just driving down the street and it hits me and I'm saying, whoa, this came out of nowhere. But at the same time, I have to plug into the promise that I will see her 
you know, on the other side. And so oftentimes when we're dealing with hardships or challenges in our, in our lives, what we have to do is plug in the promises of God, where we know that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord said that he will deliver us out of them all. He didn't say that I'll deliver you out of some of them. He says, I will deliver you. Deliverance means that he is going to hand carry you to another situation that is better because he promised you that he would. So we have to learn how to plug in to God's solution to our problem instead of sinking deep into the problem. And so that gets us out of that vortex of grief, you know, whether it's our finances or um, a relationship, it, it gets us to the point to where our problems are actually um, a place where the promise can unfold. Thank you, Jackie, so much for joining us today. We are, I think all, I can speak maybe for all three of us to say our minds have been totally blown and transformed and um, by your wisdom and your knowledge and all that you've shared with us on our today's podcast. So um, before we go, uh, Jackie, can you please let all of our faith moments know where they can find you on social media? Sure. On IG, you can find me at Jackie Smith Bell. That's J-A-C-K-I-E-S-M-I-T-H-B-E-L-L. That's Jackie Smith Bell. And on Facebook, it's the same name, Jackie Smith Bell. And on my website, it's www.jackiesmithbale.com. So it's not really hard. Oh, you know what, guys? I have a YouTube channel, and it's the same name, Jackie Smith Bale. Thank you so much, Jackie, for letting us know how to connect with you. If you don't mind, could you please pray us out? Sure. Father God in heaven, I just thank you for this time to actually connect with all of these faith mamas. I know that this was an, is actually an ordained moment that you ordered in all of our lives from the very beginning, whether it was if we knew each other, you knew that we would get to know each other. God, right now, I'm praying that you bless each and every individual who, are, uh, who actually has this opportunity to listen to this podcast and Many of them are affected by personal storms in their life right now, God. And so I ask you to surround them with your love and your protection. Encamp your angels all around them, Lord, and let them know that there are millions of us out here who are praying for them and any trial that they're facing. I know all of these faith mamas are garnering every stitch of faith and saying, God, we know that you are the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So God, we're asking you to come forth in their life in a powerful way and give them the hope that they need to weather the storms in their life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.